are live. This is from the Shed End podcast with myself, T Dot, and obviously I'm always joined by Theo. So first and foremost, how are you doing, Theo? I'm good. I'm good. Just sort of watched the end of the Man U Leicester game. Slightly disappointing result for us, um, but otherwise I'm good. Managed to get an FA Cup final ticket on Saturday. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, can't complain. I'm good. Yeah, good, good. And and as always, you can you can follow us on Twitter um, at From the Shed End and also on Instagram from the Shed End um, with underscores in between each word. So as always, give us a, a follow, um, interact with us, comments. And as, as always, again, we're, we're live. So if you, if you want to join, join in with the conversation tonight, you can do. You can just send your comments through or your questions um, throughout the, the um, episode and we'll gladly try and respond to them and get you involved as well. But let's start off um, in a good place. Um, it's a good place all the time as a Chelsea fan at the moment. So let's start off by talking about the 2-1 win against Manchester City, um, two calls first game at the Etihad. So let's let's start with that one. What were your thoughts on that game, Theo? Yeah, absolutely buzzing with the result. Um, I kind of went into the game thinking, you know, if we get one point from this game, it'll be considered a successful result, I felt. We're playing against a Man City side who wanted to probably win the league at the Etihad on that day. And to fair after how it went in the first half, we played relatively well, but they were probably the better team in the first half. They had those. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, they scored the goal from um, a bit of a defensive mistake from Christensen, but uh, he's forgiven with how he's played recently under Tuchel and quite um, unorthodox from him in the last couple of months. But he did end up badly getting injured, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, so that was a bit of a, a mistake at the back that let, um, let um, I think, Jesus through, who squared it to Aguero and then to Sterling. And then obviously the penalty, um, which I thought was a bit soft. A bit soft of a penalty, the Gilmore push on um, Jesus, but thank God um, Aguero missed it. And, you know, he tried to, t- to be quite stylish and maybe he thought, you know, he's, the Premier League title is really wrapped up. Let me just make, make the most out of this, the champagne on ice on the side. But, um, but yeah, luckily Mendy stood his ground. They just, you know, put, put one hand out and stopped it. But then um, I just wanted to quickly mention as well, I thought Sterling was relatively lucky to stay on the pitch in the first maybe 10 minutes yeah. or so. Yeah, yeah, we've seen those type of fouls. You know, we've seen reds being given for those type of two-footed challenges. Studs were up quite high up on the so It's, it's well, a leg but, breaker, isn't it? It's a potential it leg is. breaker. Yeah, it is. And uh, the the pundits were matched today that evening did say that it was worthy of a red card. So um, I thought City were quite lucky there, but quite unfortunate. Maybe in the second half with that Zuma foul, I thought that was a a clear penalty. So maybe it balances out slightly. But otherwise, second half performance from Chelsea, absolutely superb. I thought the the fullbacks were probably one less the game. Alonso and Reese James. Reese James on the right hand side gave um, Benjamin Mendy an absolute torrid time. I thought he was literally just having fun with him, and you could see Guardiola's reaction, you know, almost head and hands. Yeah. And Alonso getting the winner on the left hand side. You know how lethal he can be coming into the penalty box with those type of crosses. So um, a brilliant performance, and obviously having that you know last minute winner is a bit of a felt like snatch and grab. You know, three points. And now in a very comfortable place, you know, for top four, maybe a bit less comfortable now that Leicester won tonight. But um, I think we'll talk about it later. We've got Arsenal next, which I think we'll, we'll get the three points. I would hope we get the three points. So, yeah. yeah, good time to be a Chelsea fan, especially on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was a brilliant game. Um, I did say before, I thought it was going to be really cagey, which it, it kind of was going in that way. For the, the first 15, 20 minutes of the game, it was really cagey and... Um, I mean, well, let's let's start from the very very beginning. You know, um, one of the things that I've noticed under the two games that we've played against Man City so far, um, Pep Guardiola hasn't really given us any insight as to what to expect in the Champions League final. That's a big thing because the two games that we've played, you know, he's rotated the squad completely. Um, he hasn't really shown his cards. You know, we, you know, rested Phil Foden again, uh, Kevin De Bruyne in the FA Cup game as well. Um, so it'll be interesting. You know, I mean, we've we've rested as well. You know, we 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 rotated quite a bit. I think we I think it was probably four or five changes that we made um, on on the, the game at the weekend on Saturday. So, um, but I agree with you. You know, I thought that the the wing backs were were, were brilliant. You know, thought Reese James was was brilliant um, as well, and even Werner. You know, Werner had a really good game. He had so many brilliant chances. He could have had two goals at least. You know, two or three goals. He had some brilliant chances. Um, and I thought Hudson Odoi as well when he came in and you know came into the game, um, you, you know he definitely 
was instrumental as well. So um, it's definitely a lot of positives to take out of it for for a, a team that you know could have wrapped up the Premier League. I know they've done that tonight, but you know they could have wrapped it up there and then on that day. Um, but yeah, you know it's definitely something that we've got to take forward when we play Arsenal. Um, the next couple of games that we've got now as well, we just need to be focused on every game as it comes now. Um, I did. I agree with you. You know, with, with Sterling, I think that obviously changes the game a lot for City if he goes off. Um, part of me was thinking, you know, with it being our, our favourite referee, um, you know, has he done that in the hope that he can keep Sterling? You know, if he gets a, a straight red, which it would have been at the time, you know, he's out for the rest of the season, really, isn't he? For it's a three-match ban, I think. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's definitely a red card. I don't don't think anyone who's watched that replay could even go back and say that it isn't it's, it's a it's a straight red it's a leg breaker you know he should be he should be sent off for that as well um i wanted to touch on um christensen i know you mentioned him before and i do feel he was at fault for the goal i think the way that two goals goals playing at the moment it's you know very attacking very pressing and that is heavily reliant on your center backs being switched on for 90 minutes because it is it is almost a, a 1v1 a lot of the time when um you know if it's alonzo or chilwell or whoever at the right side if it's james or Espiaqueta, hudson Adoy, whoever's playing there um the focal point then comes on your center backs they've got to be switched on do you think there was any more that you could do for that goal because it it was almost um he, you know, he's not, he was almost wrong side of um, at, at that time, and obviously he made a fumble and, and ends up getting injured, and now he's out for the, the you know the Arsenal game. But could he have done any more to stop that goal? In your your opinion, it's it's a quite a tricky one because I feel like Christensen's been absolutely brilliant um, since Tuchel's come in. I don't think he's set a foot wrong since um, maybe that red card against Liverpool um, earlier in the season. So honestly, as a Chelsea fan, I feel like he is forgiven. And it, mistakes do happen as a centre-back, especially when you're playing a team like Man City who will press you and you know create those type of chances. I do feel like he was a bit unfortunate. He was kind of wrong-sided and maybe you know mis- misjudged the ball kind of bouncing near him. Um, I'm completely honest, I haven't seen too many replays of the mistake. I've mainly focused on kind of what happened next, which was the goal. And um, obviously the penalty happening very soon after. So they... But no, no, I don't think he could have done... It's a bit of a tricky one. Obviously, I feel like maybe if it was an experienced defender like Thiago Silva, maybe mm. back in the day, a John Terry or even maybe a Tony Rudiger, you can maybe feel like they're just clearing that straight away or getting a touch and then clearing it. But we have to remember Christensen's still very young. He's, yeah. as I said, he hasn't stepped, he hasn't set a foot wrong really since Tuchel's come in. So um, I don't really want to kind of point my finger and say, you know, Christensen's at fault for the, the goal, especially that he did end up getting injured and he's now out, I think, for the for the next two games, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I think Tuchel mentioned today he's out definitely for Arsenal tomorrow and potentially the FA Cup on Saturday. I think they're looking at maybe even up, up until Villa. I think they said maybe Villa if it's they don't want to rush him back, which I understand. We've got a lot of cover, like you mentioned earlier, offline. You know, we've got Zuma who can play there as well. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't rush him back, and um, it's a shame for him because he hit, like you said, he's been really good. He's played a lot of football under um, under Tuchel, and it's worked. Um, he's he's definitely come on in a development point of view um, as well. So it'd be, it'd be a shame for him not to be not be able to, especially like the FA Cup final. I mean, you know, um, it's, it's a massive game, so I'm sure he'll he'll want to be fit for that. Um, but I wouldn't want to see a you know a fifty percent Christensen in that game. No, no, I agree, and especially now that we've got the option, we saw how good Reese James was against Man City. I would rather play. Reese James at right wing back and bring Azpilicueta as one of the three centre-backs alongside maybe Rudiger and Thiago Silva. So definitely not, I wouldn't risk rushing Christensen back in if he's, as you said, if he's only 50% or, you know, not fully fit yet. So no, I wouldn't take the risk either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a shame for him because he, like you say, he's been, he's been really good, but um, let's, let's turn our attention to um, a team that we're playing, a mid-table team that we're playing, um, Arsenal. Um and let's let's focus on that one because um obviously everyone knows it's not it's common knowledge, you know, they've they've had a really poor season. Um we should be going into that game with the belief. I know they beat us three one early in the season, but we should be going into that game with the belief that we can beat them hands down at the bridge. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Um I mean, based on all of our performances like uh recently, the likes of against Man City, Real Madrid, um, you know, even Spurs and and um, Liverpool in the last couple of months, we should be winning this game comfortably. 
But at the same time, we saw it in December, they'd lost about three or four games on the bounce and then they beat us 3-1 at the, at the Emirates. And in all honesty, it could have been a lot more that day. It was an embarrassing performance from Chelsea. So we kind of have to stay real. We have to kind of stay fairly kind of, we, we can be confident, but at the same time, we have to be realistic and think, you know, take one game at a time. And I rather we, we don't stay too complacent as well. That's the last thing we want to be doing at this kind of business end of the season. So I think if we kind of approach this game like we've approached all of our recent, uh, our last couple of games, then we should be winning and we will win. But at the same time, Arsenal do have those players, you know. I, I, I like kind of looking at every single team that we play and kind of pointing out some players that can make it make the difference. The likes of, I'm going to say it, but Willian, he kind of he's mm. had a very poor season, but he scored a cracking free kick um, against um, West Brom on Sunday. And he's the type of player, maybe he's got a point to prove playing against his old team. Maybe he, um, maybe he won't start, but definitely the type of player that could impact the game. Obviously, Abama Yang and Lacazette, they've, they've scored against us in the past and they were rested against West Brom too. So yeah, I'm not going to kind of, you know, rule them out completely, but at the same time, I, w- I am expecting a win. I think it will be, um, I'm going to give my prediction from now, but I think it will be a, a repeat of the previous result, but in Chelsea's favour this time. I'm going to go 3-1 Chelsea. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's at the bridge as well. So I think we'll win it and I'm expecting quite a cagey game like Man City again though, but um. But maybe again, a couple of squad rotations with um, the FA Cup in mind on Saturday. I think mm-hmm. Havertz will come back in, having not played a part against Man City. But yeah, expecting three points. Yeah, and I, I do, I do agree. I think there needs to be that that rotation in the squad. Um, I, I, if I'm honest, I think it's going to be relatively easy for us. Um, I feel that Arsenal are, are not playing for European football. They're obviously safe, and that's not in me. You know, being disrespectful to Arsenal, they're not going, not going to get relegated. Um, they're not getting European football and they haven't got the Europa League final to look forward to now so I do think a lot of those players have probably already switched off mentally um, they had a brilliant game against uh, West Brom as you mentioned at the weekend but I do feel that a bigger you know test for them which we will you know we, we're a lot bigger than West Brom I think they'll have switched off um, I feel like Aubameyang done that <laughs> earlier on in the season anyway Um you know, Lacazette's as well. That they've been poor go going forwards. They're relying on two kids in Saka and Smith Rowe to to bring the team through. Arteta really doesn't really have a clue at what he's doing. Um, there's there's so much that he's doing wrong there. So I do feel if we lose this game um, um, tomorrow Wednesday that it's um, it'll be a massive it'll be a massive defeat. I mean, we don't like to lose to Arsenal anyway. It's a local derby. Um, you know, it's a, it's a London derby. So. We, you know, we can't really afford to lose that. Um, but yeah, you know, we've, we've, I think we've had a really good record against them at Stamford Bridge. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we've got, I think we've, we've, we've beaten, I think, in probably the last seven or eight. Top of my head, last defeat against Arsenal was October 2011, I think, when we lost yeah. three. Yeah, so it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be a fair few years ago. And, we, you know, everyone remembers the, the Hazard goal with uh, Coughlin in, in sort yeah. of spinning around doing 360s um, you know Drogba's had brilliant games against them as well so we've got we've got you know we've got enough there you know we've got enough depth in the squad and, the squad, and I've, I've always spoke about depth in the squad um, for many years even before Lampard took over and um, which we sometimes lacked over the years but we've got that now you know we, we're able to drop out of Werner or you know we haven't even mentioned Olivier Giroud for, yeah. for and we have on the podcast but I mean in terms of seeing him play football he hasn't played neither has Tammy Abraham um, it'd be interesting if one of them two get a feature with the like you said with the FA Cup in mind as well um, be brilliant if it was Olivier you know just the, the rub salt in the wounds of the Arsenal fans but um, I agree there definitely needs to be rotation um, you know we, we need to again you know Leicester winning tonight proves that we really do need to get three points tomorrow as well. Yeah, I agree about the rotation and possibly Giroud coming in would be brilliant to see him score against Arsenal again. And also I think um Alonso and Reese James have proved the point again on um on Saturday that you know they're not our, our original starting um they haven't started as uh, the wing backs in our Champions League games recently against Real Madrid. It's always been Aspie and Chilwell. So they've definitely kind of you know given a bit of a, a nice headache to Tuchel. You know, we've we've got I'm here and I'm here as well. I can do a very good job at left wing back and right wing back. Uh, consider me for the FA Cup final or even, you know, against Arsenal. So we've got yeah. four players that can play wing back, possibly even Hudson-Odoi who played there a bit um, around two calls earlier, earlier games. So definitely some rotation there could be um, 
could be quite a, a, a sensible decision as well. Yeah, and it's interesting because we had um, Tino Livermento, Liver, is it, I think? Yeah, yeah. Livermento. Yeah, yeah. He was on the bench, I think, on Saturday. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's included at some point um, tomorrow. You know, I think if he if he doesn't start, which I doubt he will, I think he might make some sort of appearance. Um, obviously, Tuchel's seen something in him. And I know he's at, he was at the um, the academy game or the under the development team, under-23s, whatever they call it now. Um, he was at that game last weekend or last week um so he's obviously seen something in him that he mm. you know has opened his eyes a little bit um so it'd be interesting i think like you you know i think it'll be a, a high scoring game um just because i think Arsenal will be playing jacker at left back and it's just it's just crazy you know i just don't understand when they've got saka who can actually play left back as well um but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go three nil to chelsea yeah. um i think our defense is too too solid for for Arsenal. Um, you know, we keep we keep clean sheets, and that's one of the things that Tuchel's been able to uh, implement into the team is is get the defence playing as defenders should. We've got the goalkeeper that we've been asking for to an extent in Mendy. I, I just think that Arsenal's just going forward; they're just hit and miss, and I think we will be too much for them on the day. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be able to deal with the fact that we don't really play for an out-and-out striker as well. And again, we haven't been scoring loads of goals, but I do feel like we'll we'll hit the the back of the net three times against Arsenal. And if we do, I'll cheer every single one of them with passion and pride. Likewise. Um, yeah, so uh, 3-0 for me for, yeah. for, for that one. But it's funny how you mentioned, um, you know, we've, we've been very comfortable at the back. I'm trying to think of, you know, the teams that we have conceded against, maybe bar the mm. West Brom game. They've all come kind of defensive mistakes. So I think if Arsenal do get a goal tomorrow, it will be possibly from a, a set piece, maybe, or a defensive mistake. Mm. But even set pieces, we seem to defend those really comfortably. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the more I'm thinking about it, a clean sheet might be might look more likely than a than them um, scoring in a three-one win. I mean, you could be right. It could be William. I mean, William has got it in him, you know, and he yeah. he, he just almost. You know, you can see that happening, can't you? There's a nice free kick curling into the corner. Um, yeah, he's got a bit of confidence you know. now as well after after Sunday. Oh, he had confidence when he said he was going to go to Arsenal win the Champions League. <laughs> He'll be waiting a long time for that one as well. Um, yeah, so good game tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure what channel it's on. It's either, I think it might be Sky or whatever, but um, yeah, be a brilliant game. Um, looking forward to it. Obviously, it's Arsenal. We've got to beat them. There's no ifs or buts at all. So... Um, Brilliant game in, the, in midweek, but I'm sure we're all looking forward to. Well, I know you're you're definitely looking forward to a Saturday. FA Cup final Saturday. Um, yeah, brilliant that you got tickets as well. I mean, that's, that's that's brilliant, brilliant stuff as well. So I'm sure you're buzzing about that. Absolutely buzzing. I was on a, a walk call and I got a message from my friend that he managed to secure me one. <laughs> And I just saw the car, my phone light up with the message and I just felt like, you know, just quitting my work call. <laughs> but yeah, I was absolutely buzzing to, to, you know, I actually calculated it the last time I saw Chelsea play on the 8th of March, 2020. It wow. would have been 433 days, you know, since yeah. I've seen the Ch- uh, Chelsea live. So I know some lucky fans saw them around Christmas time, December. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, really, really, really excited. And obviously had an away trip. I mean, a day trip to Wembley is always, always a nice occasion. And and it's still it's still quite a big capacity. I'm sure it's twenty one thousand expected, isn't it? I think so. Ten ten thousand from each team, maybe. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. So I mean, it's, it's still going to. I know it's Wembley. It's going to. It's ninety thousand plus seater stadium, but it's still going to feel like you know getting a match day going to Wembley. I mean, that's just an occasion in itself, anyway. You know, not just going to Stamford Bridge, but actually going to Wembley to watch the game. So um, let's talk about the FA Cup final in a bit more depth. So. Obviously, I'm not sure if you've just watched Leicester um, against Manchester United. Um, typical Leicester, you know, they, they turned up when they needed to. They've done a really good job tonight against Man United, if I'm honest. A weakened Man United team, but nonetheless, um, they, you know, they, they played well. So what's your initial thoughts on Saturday? Um, are, are we going to bring the trophy home? Well, last Friday evening... After watching the Leicester Newcastle game, I thought this was in the bag for Chelsea. You know? <laughs> Before you saw them being four 0 down, they obviously scored two late on, but they lost. They lost four two, and they looked very, very shaky at the back. So I thought, you know, this is this is an assured victory for us. But then, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, they played a weakened Man United time, uh, team um, the, uh, this evening. But um, 
But then again, maybe the fact that they played, we play tomorrow actually, so they get a day's rest on us. But they mm. did play their, I think maybe Bar Madison who was on the bench. That was probably their best starting eleven. Um, it's a tricky one because you never know of Leicester. You know, being the underdogs in an FA Cup final, they may just go all out and really push us to um, to the very end. I can maybe see it going to extra time if I'm honest. Type of game, you know, where yeah. they really push it, maybe get a Vardy goal and we get um, we get a goal as well. But um, but as we've we've mentioned it so many times on this podcast, we've got that depth in our squad. We've got the manager. We've got you know the defensive abilities now and the goalkeeper. So it's kind of you know it gives you a lot of confidence going into these type of games. But at the same time, I'm expecting a very tricky game, um, especially after after you know the fact that they're underdogs. They've got Brendan Rodgers as a manager now, who's very experienced, and you know he probably relishes these type of opportunities as well. Last season, he came you know so close to going top four, and he obviously failed. Um, on last weeks of the season, and he want to get a, he he'll want to get a trophy of Leicester. They have they haven't won a trophy since their Premier League in 2016. And this is their chance now, and I think this FA Cup will mean as much as to, um, to them as our, maybe that Premier League. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a tricky one, but I think if we, as I said it so many times, we're making these predictions and kind of talking about these type of games. If we just play like the way we have in the last couple of months, and we're just com- comfortable. And um, you know, reassured at the back, and no silly mistakes like maybe Christensen did against City. Then I think we'll win it easily. So um, I'm going to go extra time though. So I'm not going to say it easily actually. But, um, but let's go two one to Chelsea after extra time. I I I think we'll. It won't be an easy game. Um, I don't think any games that we're having at the moment are going to be easy. But I do I do think defensively we're a lot better mm-hmm. than um, Leicester. And even if you. I mean, I can't remember. I think Vardy's got one goal in the last nine, ten games, I think, something like that. So um, it's obviously been Ian Atcher that's been scoring a lot of the goals for, for Leicester at the moment. But, but I, I do think we will win that FA Cup and I'm very confident that we will. Um, just knowing, and I don't know if he, he'll be fit and if he if he is in the team, he won't be fully fit with Johnny Evans, um, which I, I'm pretty sure he, he may he may miss the FA Cup final. He's a massive figure in that defence and the last two Leicester games, well, the, the Friday game against Newcastle, he was clearly missed. You know, he was, you can tell that he holds the defence together. Even yet uh, today as well tonight um, for Farnham and Soyuncu in, in in the back, it just there was times where it was so shaky. Even for the goal, you know, um, it was so easy for Greenwood. So it's just, I think, and I don't know, I haven't read read, read into how bad or severe the injuries for Johnny Evans. Um, I'm pretty sure he was on crutches the other day on the the weekend game. But if he if he's fit, it's a massive factor for Leicester. He'll be you know he'll be one that they they need, but. I just think from a Chelsea perspective, you know, we're, we're, we're used to being in this competition. I think 2018, I think was the last time we was in it, I think, in the final, um, which doesn't really mean... Sorry, yeah, when I say, I avoid that one. We don't we don't talk about that one. We don't talk about that one. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, Leicester haven't... Um, I don't think they've been in it since 1969, yeah. I read yeah. earlier, something like that. Anyway, it was 1969 and, you know, they're not, you know, not used to winning trophies, let's be honest, but um, it's a lot to play for still in the Premier League. And I think that's still one eye for, for us as well, you know, the Champions League also. Um, but I, I do think we've got enough quality in us to, to, to get that over the line. I just think looking at Leicester attacking, they're not, you know, they're not really the Leicester that I think people remember them for when they won the Premier League or, you know, when Jamie Vardy was in that sensational form, which he was and, you know, you know, brilliant. They haven't got Kante anymore, who did a lot of work for them, you know, which he now does for us. Um, it, it's it's a game that I can't really see Leicester. If we can keep Leicester quiet and we get an early goal, I think their heads will drop. And they've had that really bad spout of, you know, dipping in, in and out of good and bad form as well. Um, yeah, you know, I think I think whichever team we put out, I think we've got enough depth on the bench as well. I mean, I'd love to see Pulisic back in that, you know, in another FA Cup final and playing how he did against Arsenal. Um, the same with Havertz and Werner. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a tough one because, you know, someone's got to drop out somewhere. We you know we can't play them all. So we've got CH as well that can play there. Um, I think Mason Mount's going to be instrumental. I think he'll be the one that's going to pull the strings. I really do. I think he's, um, 
by far, uh, you know, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but he's definitely the player for me that has definitely come on leaps and bounds. And we talk about Mason Mount now as a, as a player that must start for Chelsea. If he doesn't start, there's question marks. And, and there wasn't that, you know, the, the season previous. So I, I do think we'll win. Um, Prediction-wise, I don't insult Leicester, but I, I think... I think 2-0. I think 2-0. Um, I think it'd be a game where we'll probably try and put it to bed pretty early and we can concentrate on just seeing the game out, which we will do. I think if we score some early goals, I think defensively, Tuchel's got the team drilled to know how to see games out, which is what we've lacked in the previous um, you know, seasons that we've had. Yeah, I'll stick with my 2-1 my um, for Chelsea, the <laughs> second goal after extra time. And avoid penalties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the dreaded P word. Um, it's not. It's not one that I like to use. But um, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a good day out for you. I'm sure. You know. Yeah. Um, have you Have you got sort of an idea where you'd be sitting, or is it still? I've actually got no clue yet. I think tickets <laughs> are meant to arrive Thursday, um, but I need to do my COVID test before. I think after Thursday to make sure I can can go. So if I test negative, yeah, I actually need yeah. to test negative before. <laughs> But, yeah, um, of course. Yeah, yeah there is that. It should be good. Yeah. I'm excited, really looking forward to it and just having that match day atmosphere all over again. Really excited. Yeah. And I think as well, if we do, you know, if we do win the FA Cup um, and one thing I actually wanted to, to mention actually before I say what I'm going to say, I do feel we've had the easier run to the final mm. than Leicester. So I have to give Leicester that credit because I'm sure we played Morecambe, Luton, Barnsley, Sheffield United, who were down and out anyway at that point and obviously our, our toughest task was Manchester City whereas Leicester had Stoke Brentford Brighton Manchester United and Southampton so you know they they do deserve to be in the final not to say that we don't but they're definitely um, you know a team that can cause big teams premiership teams problems as well Yeah uh, last season I remember our run was really tough to the final I think it was it was Nottingham Forest Hull yeah. Liverpool, Leicester, Manu, then Arsenal in the final. So maybe we have a yeah. bit of luck with the draw this season. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Obviously, I'm sure yeah, it's twenty thousand. That's there. Um, I'm sure you'll have a negative COVID uh, result, so you'll be there. Um, so yeah, we're brilliant. So obviously, the next episode we'll do. Hopefully, we'll be talking about FA Cup winning Chelsea, um, and then looking forward to you know the uh, Champions League, which. Is another mess as well. I think they're talking about Porto now, aren't they? So it changes um, every day. It changes every day. Yeah, so it's I mean, it's better, yeah. better than Turkey, I suppose, isn't it? I think yeah. in terms of for fans being able to try and get there anyway. Um, you know, I think, and obviously, no one wanted it in Birmingham, so that was ruled out straight away. Um, yeah. So let's talk. Um, obviously, season's being wrapped up next couple of weeks. So let's talk about our player of the year and who we think um, deserves that sort of vote as player of the year for Chelsea. So um, I'm going to let you go first because I think I've kind of already gave mine already, but I'll let you go first. I think, I think we're both going to be in agreement with this one, but let me throw some other names into the hat and kind of yeah. talk maybe who else can, can be maybe possible candidates for player of the yeah. season. I think huge credit to Edouard Mendy. He's come in, um, you know, he had, he didn't have a preseason. He came in, I think, late September time, maybe mid-September. And um, new country, new league. And straight away, he looked really solid. I think he made his debut at um, in a cup against Spurs. And straight away, he had a penalty shootout, you know, to the face. Yeah. But um, great keeper. I think he's been really good and kind of, you know, look, seems, you know, have that stability and kind of presence that we want as a goalkeeper to reassure us fans, which maybe we lacked slightly or Kepper at times. So yeah. huge credit to him. Um, Another player, which I think, you know, deserves a mention is Thiago Silva. Again, great player. You know, he's really helped us at the back of his experience and his quality. And he's even kind of played as a captain from time to time. Um, I think it's worth mentioning Jorginho Kante. They've been superb, especially um, since Tuchel's come in. Um, they've, once they've stayed clear of suspensions and injuries. They've mm. looked really, really solid and really and helped us through that kind of those Champions League games against Real Madrid and Porto when maybe Kovacic was... was, was um, was injured. Um, but yeah, the one name for me is Mason Mount. I think it's hard not to look past Mason Mount. Um, yeah. You know, obviously when Lampard was um, at this kind of, when Lampard uh, was manager at the start of the season until January time, 
he was performing. He was performing actually really, really well. Maybe he wasn't getting the goal, the, the right number of goals, maybe that a, a player of his caliber should be getting. But I think there's more to that to his game. You know, he's his creativity is something that I've been really impressed by this season. Um, just his confidence as well on the ball, the way he dribbles past players. He just looks yeah. like he seems to have bulked up a bit as well compared to last season. When you can compare pictures of Mason Mount last season to now, he seems a lot more, you know, physically strong, which is good to see as well, especially in a league like the Premier League. But um, but yeah, just he looks like let's remember he's only 22 years old and people are already you know, calling him, you know, the future Chelsea captain, possibly England captain too. He's probably Southgate's um, the first name that's going to be on Southgate's um, team sheet at the Euros. And we've seen that in the recent um, uh, World Cup qualifiers and friendlies that we played in March. You know, I think he played all three of them. Yeah. So, um, so we are definitely a favourite of Southgate's as well. And I think he's proved a lot of people wrong, which is what I really like about him this season. A lot of people last season, you know, would say, oh, Mason Mounts, Lampard's, you know, teacher's pet. He's only starting because, because you know, he, he was managed by Lampard at Derby and helped him get, um, you know, get to the playoff final. But I think this season he's proved a lot of those people wrong. There's a lot of pundits as well. A lot of kind of, you know, Twitter. Prove me wrong. Yeah, even even myself, honestly. Yeah. I remember yeah. he, he hadn't scored in a very long time in the Premier League. I think after that game against Aston Villa last season, I mean, we scored a great goal. But then he went for a period where he hadn't scored in, in a very long time. I think three months until he scored the goal um, against Everton. And then in a couple of those games, he looked like, you know, that type of player that was on the pitch that did well, but, you know, never maybe, you know, we never reached the heights or potential that we would have hoped. But whereas now he's just absolutely superb, you know, he just, and we saw it. I mean, man, he didn't start against Man City, but I think Chelsea fans, the first thing they look at when they, see, they look at lineups now is where's Mason Mount? If, yeah. not, if he's not on the team, he's got to be on the bench. If he's not on the bench, then where is he? And I think that goes to show, you know, the fact he's rested. But maybe the games against Arsenal and Leicester in the FA Cup final probably means that he's our most important player. So 100% for me, Mason Mount, player of the season. Yeah, and I'd, I'd be surprised if he, because um, I think Voting's, if it's not closed now, it closes probably midnight tonight. But um, I'd be surprised if he's not voted player of the year for Chelsea this season. I, I agree with you around the sort of honourable shout outs to, you know, Mendy and Jorginho, Jorginho. Jorginho and Kante. Um, I'd also probably throw, uh, I've, I've criticised him a lot this season, but Timo Werner as well. I know he's, um, you know, people sort of get onto him and, you know, he's, he's probably not had the best of seasons, but I do think he's still, um, without knowing, I'm sure it's 12 goals he's got this season in all competitions. Um, he's probably got at least 10, maybe even more assists in all competitions as well this season. So, so I do think he's someone that, will obviously do more next season. Um, so I think he would get an honourable shout out for me as well. But I agree, Mason Mount is just, you know, he's definitely put all his doubters to bed. Um, me being one of them, you know, I was definitely critical of him. Um, it's more, more so under Lampard and not because I thought he was the teacher's pet, but more so because I don't think Lampard was getting the best out of him, which is what we're now seeing with um, Thomas Tuchel. He's he knows how to to get the best out of him, and obviously he's developed as a player and as as a a person. You know, he's he's, he's as he's got older, he's probably like you said, he's you can tell he's obviously doing the gym work a bit more now, which is uh, you know a massive percentage of what you need to do as a footballer. I suppose you need to have that upper body strength. Um, I remember the first sort of season he was in in the uh, Chelsea sort of lineup, and he was always on the floor. He was always getting knocked off the ball. He didn't seem strong enough, which he's now looked at that and obviously noticed that you know he needs to bulk up. He needs to be a bit more stronger. Um, and I agree. You know, going forwards, he's dangerous with the ball. He's someone that can, he's just to me a very sort of, um, I don't want to, I don't want to compare him to Frank Lampard. I don't, but he's, he's that sort of player that you can just see he's, he's got everything. There's not much that, unless he has a really bad downhill of a career, there's no way. And and, and I do think he'll stay at Chelsea as well. Cause I was speaking offline to someone and they said he might move. Someone might come in for him. I think he's, He's Chelsea through and through. I think he loves the club that much. He would probably stay and see his career out there as well. Um, but yeah, you know, his, his goals, his assists, the way that he plays off the ball movement as well. He's just one of these players that just has everything about him. And you don't really see that in young footballers anymore. It's more, they've got a bit of trickery or, you know, we, we see a Phil Foden, um, people talk about Jack Grealish, but I'm a bit sort of up and down with him, but you know, Phil Foden, 
um, Mason Mount. They're the players that you can just see they've got the quality and they're not really going to lose that. You, you know, you'd have to be really stupid to lose that quality. It's just something you've got. So he's, he's my number one. I, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't get... Um, if he doesn't get voted player of the year, I was surprised he didn't. I, I don't know if you watched uh, the Monday Night Football yesterday with um, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville, but neither, neither had Mason Mount in the, the team. I'm very, very surprised by that. Really, really surprised. They, they've both, you know, banged on about him all season. Um, I'm trying to think of the teams now, but I'm, you know, it's, surely you've got to have Mason Mount in there. Um, it just didn't make sense to me, but he makes mine, he, he'd make my team of the season. Um, Premier League team of the season as well because he's that good. Agree, agree, and I think when we look, we looked at him last season. We spoke about it maybe more. You know, a kid, maybe a lot of people called him a kid. You know, which he was yeah. maybe at the time. Whereas now, far from a kid, he looks just like. Well, I don't want to say the complete player, but he looks like you know worthy of those comparisons. Maybe to Frank Lampard. Yeah, maybe not, not as much as a box to box midfielder, but more of you know that type of player that kind of you know, has has Chelsea bleeding through him. You know. And yeah, as you said, I don't leader. See, yeah, leader, exactly. And I don't yeah, see yeah. him. I don't see him moving anywhere, kind of anytime soon. And I think he will stay at Chelsea for the rest of his career. Obviously, maybe he was a boyhood Portsmouth fan, so that may play a part. You know, when his when he leaves Chelsea, if he does leave Chelsea, maybe he'll want to retire at Portsmouth. Yeah, but, um, but no, I think you know, future captain for us. He's he's captained us a few times in the FA Cup this season. So it's really really exciting times for both Chelsea fans and England fans to have you know a player like Mason Mount and. Obviously, you know, maybe paired alongside Phil Ferdinand at the Euros this summer. It's really, really exciting. Yeah. And I know I've said it on here before, but I'm going to say it again. We've got to give Frank Lampard the credit for that because, you know, a lot of the work pre-Chelsea as well, when he was at Derby, um, you know, he did a lot of that. And yeah, fair play to him because he brought him back into Chelsea fold. He put him into the team. He put, you know, he, he did put his arm around him and, and he he needed that at that point, I think, as well because of the age that he was. But um, he's definitely come on leaps and bounds. And I, I, like you said earlier, I think Southgate will build the team around a Mason Mount for, for the Euros. I yeah. think he'll be the first name that gets put on that team sheet. And I, I can't really see Mason Mount not playing the, the games for, for England. I think he'll be the the, the main point um, to to go to for, for the team sheet, really. And while we're praising Frank Lampard, I just wanted to mention as well that I think Tukos mentioned, you know, Lampard's kind of help, you know, getting out that tricky group stage period. Um, yeah. In his um, today, and you know how we, I think we had almost like father maybe the Krasnodar home home draw. We won every single game, uh, every single one of our games. So um, Tukos praising Lampard and said that you know he'll remember this really well. And he, you know, he's got a lot of respect for Lampard for what he's achieved. So, so again, kudos to Lampard for for that. Yeah, because we can't remember we had was it we had quite a tough. I mean, say tough, but it was um, Sevilla was in there. I think we I'm trying to think of the teams now. Sevilla, Ren, and Krasnodar. Ren and and away trips yeah. to Russia, they're never easy. They're never yeah. easy. So. And I'm sure we won four 0 didn't we? Away to Sevilla as well. Yeah, I mean, so. I. Okay. I think they had a few injuries and suspensions for that game, but when you look yeah. at Sevilla now, you know they're flying high and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was a great away win. Obviously, Olivier Giroud stole <laughs> stole the show that night, but um, but yeah, yeah. kudos to Lampard and that was like a very comfortable group stage in the end. But maybe it was it, it was a lot more difficult, I think, than what it, I mean on paper. Yes, we should beat those three teams. I agree, um, but you still got to put a team out that can do that, and it's not easy. No, agree. And even the run games, you know, I think the Olivier Giroud last minute winner, you know, that's the type of goal that we needed in that game to get the three points. But um, but yeah, I think we'll look back on these type of games um, if we eventually do win the Champions League. Fingers crossed. That, Don't yeah, jinx it. You know, not jinx it. But, you know, the type of games um, we'll look back on and think, you know, this was our path to the final. Yeah. You know, have really, really fond memories of them and, you know, have Lampard on the touchline will be, will be great to see as well. Yeah. It, it's just, I know we, we spoke about it, but it's a shame that he's not um, obviously still manager because it would be, it'd be a massive achievement I don't think if I'm honest I don't think we'd be in the final if, if Frank Lampard was still yeah. there um, but it would be you know be such an achievement for him if he was able to guide us to that Champions League as well it is a shame and I do think you know um, and I said it last week as well that I do think he'll be back as a manager at yeah. Chelsea at some point so maybe you know in the, in the future we can we can have another Champions League dream with with Lampard um, but yeah I do think it is a shame but I'm, I'm pretty sure you know he'll be back at some point he'll have, um, he'll have a role at Chelsea in the future I'm confident 100% 100% um, so Mason Mount player of the year 
um that's who we're going for so if anyone else wins i'd be very surprised that's my my final words on that i think he's his his leaps and bounds above everyone else um i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him next season because i think he'll improve even more yeah, um, it's the type of player that you just look at him and you think he's oozing more confidence and will only get better with time. So it's really, really exciting and promising times for Chelsea fans. Now, now you've mentioned, obviously we spoke about the F- excuse me, FA Cup um, and you've also spoken about the Champions League final. So I think we do need to speak about penalties, <laughs> the jelly P word. Um, who would be your five penalty takers? Um, in terms of, you know, in the order that you'd want them to be taken as well. So, should the FA Cup or the Champions League final go to a penalty shootout, who are the five players I would pick to take the penalties? Yeah. I think, I think I'd have Jorginho going for, uh, going fast. The reason why I'd want him to go fast is because he's got that quite unique way of taking penalties and that would yeah. just, my heart would not be able to cope with that. <laughs> should he be like third or fourth, you know? I won't so, be watching. <laughs> I just, I, I have head behind the sofa if you can't while he's taking them. But, um, but overall is, is he does, he does, I think he's got a better, a, quite a decent um, success rate. With his penalties. I think he's only missed one, hasn't he, or two? I think he's only missed one or two. He missed against Liverpool and Arsenal, I think this yeah. season. But I think last yeah. season he hadn't missed one. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I'd have him first and, you know, he does, he does have that experience taking them. And I think he is the type of player, like, does say that, you know, he just, he chooses where he slots it based on where the keeper moves. But I think yeah. he does study goalkeepers as well and where they're likely to go or maybe where they're likely to go and maybe go the other way based on his movement. So I'd have Jorginho first. I'd have Werner second because I think Werner's taken a few. I think in the Champions League, he scored against Krasnodar and I think he scored two against Ren penalties. Yeah. And, you know, I think he was taking him for Leipzig as well, uh, scored in Champions League against Tottenham for Leipzig from the penalty spot. I'd have, I'm going to name some defenders, actually. I'd have Aspi. I think Aspi scored a few in his time at Chelsea. And he has That's that kind shout. of, like, he's puts power behind it and cannons it into the roof of the net in the corner. So I'd have Aspi maybe third. I'd have Mason Mount in there. Um, yeah. Um, he, he, when Jorginho was on the pitch I think he was taking them I think he scored against the penalty, from, from the penalty spot against Southampton um, hit the post against Tottenham unlucky to do so in the shootout yeah. in the League Cup but, the League um, Cup yeah it's quite that's quite easily forgotten now so I'd have George, um, Mount fourth and call me crazy but I'd have Rudiger fifth I think wow okay wow it's, it's, because I, think I could not watch those penalties. <laughs> the Mason Mount one would throw me, but Rudiger, I'd, I'd probably have to go into another. I'd have to turn it off. I couldn't, but um, I get. I'll, I'll, let me. I hear your, your views actually yeah. first. Why? Simply because when you look at the Chelsea squad right now, you look at the player that just looks the most confident, the most yeah. kind of you know full of himself on the pitch, and that's Tony Rudiger. The way he runs around the pitch, he kind of you know tries to wind players up. I think he'd have a bit of, you know, stare out with the goalkeeper before he takes his penalty, trying to throw him off somehow. But um, For the winning say, penalty as well. <laughs> I, maybe have to, I, I maybe have to rethink it for the winning penalty. But um, oh, gosh. I, I'd have him somewhere, in that, you know, maybe along the line of maybe fourth or third or maybe even fifth. Um, yeah. I think Mason Mal would be quite ironic, iconic to have him as the, the winning penalty winner. taker. But yeah. uh, I'd like to see Tony Rudiger take one. Um, but yeah, I'm confident Tuchel will make the right choices. Um, Kante also a shout. I think he scored in the League Cup against um, Tottenham a few seasons ago. Um, Havertz maybe as well. I'm not sure if he was taking him for Leverkusen last season, but he's a name. But yeah, I'll stick with most five of um, Jorginho, Werner, Mount, Aspi and Rudiger. Yeah, mine's not that different to be honest it's um I would start with Jorginho first um and I agree with your reasons I think the fact that he's our natural penalty taker anyway um it just makes sense to get off on a good start in a penalty shootout I think once you miss your first one the pressure's already on you to make sure you don't miss another one so I think getting off on a good good start for penalties is is key anyway um my second one would probably be Mason Mount um because I think again the way I see penalties, it's all—it's more a, psycho, a psychological thing where, you know, it's it's yeah, it's just two men having a psychological battle with each other, really, isn't it? So I think if we was to score the second one, um, I, I think then you look at, yeah, we can afford to probably miss one, which is why I'd probably throw Kante in there and make Kante take number three. Um, not always confident when I, I think 
I can't remember which penalties he. I can't remember which penalties he's taken. I'm sure he's taken a few. I think and it was league league cup semi final. It was a league cup, them, wasn't it? Think, yeah. yeah. And I don't, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the best of penalties. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was quite a, oh, is it going in or not? Mm. One of those kind of moments. So I, I do vaguely remember that. So I put Kante in there anyway, just in case he, we know we do need to maybe miss one and he, he's the guy. Um, so I put him in there. Um, Timo Werner would be my fourth. Um, just because, yeah, like you said, I think he was taking him at um, Leipzig as well, um, as well, and I think he took some in the Champions League, like you said. Um, my fifth one—that's that, this is the, this is one where, I, in fact, I haven't even got one at the moment. I've, I've still struggled. I'm struggling now also, to think. It also depends which players will be on the pitch after extra time. You have to consider that as well. So I think who I would probably would want in there, and I think he would potentially be on at extra time is Olivier Giroud. That's a shout, yeah. I think he'd be my my fifth, and I think that's just because of the, the experience that he's got. Um, and I think if it was the the fact that we were in extra time, Tuchel probably would be looking at him to say, you know, this is your last real game for for Chelsea. Um, almost like a bit of a dropper, wouldn't it? I'm sure dropper's last kick was, um, so it, you know, it'd be the same sort of thing. Um, you know, his last kick for Chelsea. We're not going to give you a contract, but can you just win us the Champions League? Thanks, you know, and I think he'd love to do that as well. It would be a nice leave him gift for, for Chelsea fans as well. Yeah, I can see Giroud being thrown on an extra time, a type of player that Tuchel would want to put, in the, put into the game and introduce, you know, to attack, but also defence set pieces with his height. Mm. He did score that fourth pen, um, goal in, in Seville um, and it was a cracker of a penalty, actually. Yeah, yeah. A really, really good yeah. penalty. So I yeah. think if he's on the pitch, he's got to be taking one of the five, I agree. Yeah, and I think he will. I think he. I'd be. It'd be a shame for him not to play in that Champions League final oh. in some capacity because um, he's helped. Um, us yeah, massively as well. You know, massively helped us. Um, so I'd like to see him in there. We don't know, obviously, if he's staying or going. It looks like he's not going to stay. Um, he's thirty-four now, so is he really going to get another shot at playing at that level of football again? Potentially not. We don't know. Depends where he goes. But I, I just think if he does leave, what a way to go out. You know, maybe scoring the the winning penalty, having the Champions League, um, you know, medal thrown around his neck. You know, thank you, Arsenal. <laughs> you know, could do all that again for us. Although Arsenal haven't been in the Champions League, so I probably won't say that. But um, you know, it would just be a good yeah. way to send him off with the you know the the Champions League. So he'd be my yeah, he'd be my fifth. And I, like you said, he deserves it. You know, he's helped us through the hard times when you know we were sort of relying on Tammy and. Uh, Olivier to, to get the goals for us. Yeah, I think alongside Thiago Silva, Azpilicueta and Kante, those are all players, I think, with Giroud that really deserve a Champions League um, medal and a, yeah. you know, to lift the trophy based on their age and their experience. But um, yeah. yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you, maybe goalkeeper, which goalkeeper will be, you know, kind of sticks? I'd have, I'd have Mendy. I think I'd stick with Mendy. I was going to ask you the same question, actually, mm. for the FA Cup, to be honest. I, I forgot to ask because... Um, I've got a feeling he's going to start Kepa on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, Kepa's played all our FA Cup games, so he does yeah. deserve it to a certain extent. And if I'm honest, when, it, when I've seen from penalties this season, when we have faced penalties, I think the way I'd rank it would be Caballero, Kepa, Mendy. Yeah, 100%. Caballero, Caballero we know what, how, what he's capable of. When in especially, especially against City. Especially against City. He knows those players. He knows Aguero. Yeah. He knows yeah. De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, but then Kepa as well, he saved a few for us. Um, in Valencia, notably, that really good penalty save. Yeah. Um, penalty shootout against Frankfurt. You know, quite that iconic penalty stop where he stopped it with his knee. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. So, yeah, maybe maybe a Kepa or Caballero for the sh- if we do, it does go to a shootout in, um, and at Wembley on Saturday. And I think stick with Mendy maybe in the Champions League final. Yeah. And that's a good shout. And I think it would be very disrespectful to Kepo um, to drop him for the final. I think he's the one that got helped us get there as well. And to be honest, when he's, um, you know, he's had his little moment out of the team, when he's come back, he looks like a better goalkeeper. I don't, I think I've mentioned this before that he seems like a, a goalkeeper that's been working on his, his game off the field. Um, very much like Jordan Pickford. Sometimes I feel like he's done the same at Everton. Um, so I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be uh, disappointed to see him in the, the team on Saturday. I think he'll, he'll do really well. He seems a lot more commanding and a lot more confident coming out. So confidence. Yeah, you know, picking up yeah. balls. And so, yeah, I, I think he deserves to start on Saturday. And 
cup final though with Kepa, we know happened last time. Um, but um, but yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and I definitely stick with Mendy um, for the Champions League. I couldn't I couldn't watch a game with Kepa in yeah. goal for a Champions League. I like him, but I don't like him that much to to ruin the season for us. So um, you can have the FA Cup final. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's going to be an interesting. I'm going to think where we are now. So it's an, an interesting three weeks, isn't it? Two or three weeks. Um, big games coming up. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to obviously the FA Cup final more than anything for the next couple of days, but um, beating Arsenal, if we can beat Arsenal, win the FA Cup final. Um, and then we'll, I think we've got Leicester again then, haven't we? Not not Tuesday, to uh, yeah. the, the Tuesday. So, um, and then obviously big game, Aston Villa. So, yeah, I think if we can get through the next 10 days or so, um, I'm sure recording this podcast is going to be brilliant for us as well. Yeah, um, yep. starting with a win tomorrow, and we can hopefully be more more confident in the next couple of games and enjoy just recording every episode of this. Definitely, I agree. I agree. Um, so I think we're going to wrap that one up for today. Um, it's been it's been obviously good to catch up, Theo, because um, I feel like we haven't done one for a while. I think we did yeah. one. It feels it feels strange, doesn't it? Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's obviously good to to catch up and talk all things Chelsea. Um, so. As always, you can follow us from the shed end on Twitter and on Instagram. On Instagram, it is an underscore between each word. Um, I am going to look at changing that because I think it'd be a lot easier rather than me having to say that every week. But um, so, yeah, follow us, give us a like, a comment, um, interact with us as much as you can. As I always mentioned, Theo does a lot of work on both the social accounts, you know, Instagram and Twitter. So um, interact with us both and and I'm sure you'll learn. Um, you know, you'll, you'll you'll enjoy what we put up there over the next couple of weeks. A couple of trophies, hopefully. Um, a couple of parades, if we're allowed to do them. Sounds like Boris is relaxing a few things. So, um, yeah, you know, you've been listening to From the Shed Ends with myself, T. Dot, and Theo. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. <laughs>